Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cheap Shot Wrestling Podcast. I'm Matt Pass, here with Ben Bowles, and this is episode number 55. We've made it. Made it. We have made it. 55 now. I yeah. did say to you before we started recording that we'll get to 100 really soon and you went, hell, hey. That's, that's like next <laughs> Hold year. Hold on, that would mean we'd have to record one every week, that's which a- we have been doing since april since april march yeah. april sort of time even when we went in the same room we kept it up yeah and all now... the way through lockdown doing over skype and then uh what was the second one discord it was and discord then it and was then we skype discord and then zoom then zoom and zoom turned out to be the most reliable yeah and then yeah then eventually we got back in the same room and we've kept it up we've kept it up we were like but that's di- mainly because um you're still on furlough yeah so i still have all the time in the world so you, just, you might still have a job. I honestly, start, I get to the point, I might still have a job. Who knows? So you're not doing any work. I might you're just up, at home watching wrestling all day long. So it's great. Yeah, it means I'm To do a wrestling date. podcast. It's a rare opportunity. We used to, when we used to record this back in the day, I would be very unknowledgeable about, especially like a Raw that has just happened. Yeah. Or a pay-per-view. I'd probably have had to skim through it. Things yeah. Like that. Now it's just like, oh, I can watch all that. Like yeah, in just... the morning, I'm ready. Seeing it all. <laughs> I know all the shit that's gone on on Raw last night. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's so great. It's, it's convenient for us. Yeah. <laughs> and the shit that's gone on on Raw last night is one of the topics of our discussion today. Uh, but before I get to that, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at CSWPod. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's also CSWPod. Uh, if you want to follow Ben on Twitter, it's um, Ring Review PW. And if you want to listen back to any of the previous episodes, it's CSWrestlingPodcast.com or subscribe to us on Acast or Apple Podcasts. I get the whole thing yeah didn't get it wrong that was there was like i was there i every time there's a couple of moments there i was like think for half a second every time you read out i just look down i I can't look at him because the thing is i do it off my memory if i wrote it down it would be a lot easier yeah you're not reading that that is a that (laughs) is a it's almost like a rehearsed from memory recital yeah so i think i can't i could probably put each one from every episode we've done next to each other and it would be basically the same pretty much the same apart from like the one occasion where you fuck it up and you're like oh damn it yeah, like the one time where Axo said your Instagram oh, was yeah. Ring Review PW. And Ring Review PW doesn't have an Instagram. I don't. Um, it's probably available. And I ended up having to take the word Twitter out of a different thing that I said and put it in. <laughs> and it actually worked out well. You wouldn't have noticed. No, I, I will to... not tell you what episode it is because I can't remember which one it is anyway. But you wouldn't be able to tell. No, I, I listened to it back and I was thoroughly impressed. Because I actually missed Good it. editing skills there. I, yeah, good editing is unnoticeable. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's all that stuff out of the way. Um, we've got various things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, exit, an exit, a return, a debut, uh, two pay per views, and a pay per view preview. Yep. And, um, a, and a cluster and fuck of a roar. Also, the Thunderdome. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. Are you going to pop in the new one? I will, when I'll just put, <laughs> add the reverb like I did. Like, I realized when editing it. That the reverb doesn't carry on; it just stops dead. When it, like, so, which makes it funnier. I think, I think. it's funnier because <laughs> it's like, "Welcome to the Thunderdome." It just stops. <laughs> it just stops straight away, and then it's just us talking normally after that. Yeah, I love that. And me go, no, "That sounded right." Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounded good. <laughs> it's as much praise as the Thunderdome, the Thunderdome deserves. Yeah, it's that sort of like it's all show, and then it can be quite underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was really good, but we're going to talk about the Thunderdome. Yes. Anyway, because we've actually actually seen it now. Yeah, we've actually seen it in person now. I do like it. I've just got to preface that I do like. No, I do. It's 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 much better than the the performance center. But we will get to that. We will talk about what we liked and disliked and all the rest of it about that. Um. So yeah, we're going to be talking about SummerSlam that happened on Sunday. 
takeover that happened on Saturday and payback that's happening this Sunday. Fuck me. Why do they have so many pay-per-views? I know. It's Before this... Raw last night, they had one match kind of confirmed for it, which was Sasha and Bailey versus somebody for the tag titles. And now that that's was it. Now, now that's Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Yeah, they now have four matches in total uh, so far planned for payback. But we have absolutely no idea what SmackDown matches are going to happen because SmackDown have, happens on Friday and today is Tuesday. So no idea. But um, yeah, so we'll get to that and kind of talk through the matches that have been confirmed so far. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's go on to our first topic. Um, first off, uh, exit, a return and a debut. Let's talk about the exit first. So the exit is, is sad. It is sad because it's Renee Young. Yeah. Renee Young is leaving WWE or has left WWE now. Um, is it? Not quite sh- she's not finished TV though. No, moment. I think she's got a, another project she's working on. Yeah. Um, I'll just look it up on... Because she put a thing on her Instagram page about it. Yeah, she'd had this um, project lined up uh, before her contract at WWE had ended. And I think it was something to do with... Like, obviously, the outcry of pe- from... Loads of people that worked at the WWE saying, like, we're going to miss her. It's a huge loss to the company. Yeah. But she was like, didn't she say something along the lines of, like, yeah, this, said, this is still on? She said anchoring, because she lists some of the things she's done in her career while being at WWE. Yes. And she says, anchoring a brand new show with Fox Sports brackets, which you guys will still be able to catch me on. I don't know whether she's referring to backstage or not. I don't know. It might be backstage. Like old, epi- to. like old episodes of backstage or something. But then, why would you rerun them? No, so, yeah, it's it's weird. Maybe they're gonna bring it back at some point. Maybe they, maybe Fox have said to her, "We were still thinking of bringing it back at some point down the line." Yeah. So, and we'd want you to host it if you if we bring it back. And they're kind of thinking, and she said, "Yeah, yeah." Like we can have if we can have CM Punk without a WWE contract, then we can, we can have, have Renee Young Renee without Young. a WWE contract. Yeah, yeah. So they've probably re- like she's maybe recognised that her contract is up mm. so thinks well fox are offering me more money to do exactly what i wanted yeah. to do um and <laughs> it's that convenient or sort of inconvenient time of wwe bringing back talking smack the yes. week the week that she says she's gone although she was really good on the pre-show of SummerSlam, so yeah she was really good because it was like gloves are off don't care gonna say things that i don't care she was so relaxed yeah she looked really relaxed but yeah. then there were moments where you where she slipped into presenter mode and you could tell that she was slipping into it she's professional yeah she is a professional she's but professional. she was sort of like there was a couple of moments where you looked at i think it was charlie caruso was presenting it that we were like going charlie's the one who's supposed to be presenting this and i think at first they actually swapped seats at one point really? because renee was sort of sat in the middle Oh, and then they right. went to a VT thing. They came back, and they were and her and Charlie had swapped places, ah. so that Charlie was in the middle. But Renee looked more like she was in the presenter seat, that was slightly to the left, you where know. the guests are to the right. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah it was a bit weird. Oh dear. <laughs> but, oh, I know. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they, they and they make a point of it. They're like, "Well, we've swapped seats." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Because oh, I said because I watched, but there was a few moments where it sort of she said stuff that was like. She would ask a question to the kind of the others. Yeah. When talking about a match or whatever. You sort of thought, that doesn't sound like a person who's like commenting on these things. That sounds like a presenter asking the panel a question. Yeah. And it felt like there was two presenters of that pre-show. But 
two you know i i think they should have just had renee host it i don't think they should have had charlie though i think they should have just had renee host that no i'm with you on that and just it's, say I, that's her last one and she's hosting it fine nothing against caruso though caruso did a fantastic no, she's job. great she's oh, yeah, fine she's, she's but brilliant but she's she, great but i think for that they should have just had renee host it because if instead of having her as like a a guest. Uh, oh, and also Renee's here. Well, it's also difficult having Renee as a guest if she's hosted those shows for such a long time. Yeah. It's difficult for her to sit back as a guest. Yeah. She will then end up sort of inadvertently taking over the host role sometimes. Yeah. So she did say on her thing that this November would have marked eight years in WWE. Oh, November would have. November would have been eight years since she was signed. Oh, damn. She's been in there nearly a decade. It doesn't feel like it's actually been that long, though. No, I'd, I'd put it at, seven I'd put, and a half years. That's mad. I'd put it at four years. From what I can remember of her, it feels yeah. like about four years. But that's the thing. She was doing all that stuff in NXT first. Like when NXT re- relaunched, yeah, uh, the new NXT. <coughs> sorry, the new NXT. She was a backstage interviewer mm. and doing that sort of stuff. And then she hosted the NXT Takeover pre-shows, oh, which yeah. was when Corey first. Uh, Corey Graves first became a broadcaster like, or something. That's when he was permanently behind yeah, the desk. That he, his debut was on an NXT pre-show panel. Yeah. Um, and Renee was hosting that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then Gosh, she, she ended been. up moving on to the main roster stuff and doing the pre-show panels and being the first woman commentator on Raw. She's just, she was one of those people that I think, the reason I'm thinking that it feels like it's only been about four years is because she hasn't, she's sort of, been that good the whole way through yeah that it feels like you sort of feel like especially with presenters on she WWE didn't TV, become stale in any way and it's and, and she didn't have like a, a sort of a downturn and a bit of an uptick yeah she's been consistently good from start to yeah. finish so i mean there are like people a... who've said about her time as a commentator wasn't as good but then the thing is, no, is that taste, i don't think it? that i don't think even she has said that it's not really her fit it's not really what she's meant to do yeah she's not not really her thing her whole thing was presenting really and not commentating being a color analyst kind of thing on commentary she's she's a great interviewer and a great sort of she's a great host yeah so having guests and being able to sort of have a round table conversation yeah she was always much but that's her element yeah which is why it was perfect for her to have backstage oh yeah and it and also she had backstage she's in her element of having like a round table discussion with former wrestlers and people who love wrestling but also the freedom of it being outside and external from the WWE yeah. and being a Fox show. So I'm yeah. hoping she ends up starts. She ends up continuing to work with Fox. Yeah, hopefully she does. Mm. And uh, you know, wish we both wish her well on whatever she does next because she's a great broadcaster. Yeah. And I think WWE are stupid to get rid of her. I mean, obviously not get rid of her. She put in her request to leave. Yeah. But WWE not using her in the way that she should have been used has led her to want to leave. Yeah, perhaps perhaps she should have. They should have done more to try and keep her. Yeah, I mean they could have just moved back if if it's Fox who've cancelled backstage. Mm. WWE could have moved backstage to the network. They could have done that. Yeah, but they didn't. So then there's the question of why. And mm. then you then they just left Renee to not do anything. She ended up writing a cookbook, which she's releasing relatively soon, I think. Yeah, I think so. She's got a book coming out, a cookery book. So it's like, but, you know, all she was doing was backstage. And when yeah. backstage was ended, it was like, where's Renee? And that, seeing her on the pre-show was like the first time I've seen Renee in months. Oh, I think that'd be the first time I'd seen her on WWE TV in a like, long, long time. Not even doing... Re- she did a bit of backstage um, interviewing stuff, a little bit. Tiny bit. In the there. early days of the lockdown pre you know lockdown that, stuff but that feels like it was partly to do with 
they had a limited amount of but people But then she anyway. got coronavirus, didn't she? She did, yeah. And that then, was late, that was fairly recently. She recently yeah. had it and then got over it. It was like a month or two ago, wasn't it? Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, good luck to Renee. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on now to talk about The Return, which is the return of the big dog. The big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. This was the, I'm assuming, the thing that we didn't see coming. Yes. As SummerSlam had put it. Uh, as, yeah, you won't see this coming. You won't um, see this I think, coming. I think that's what it was. Anyway, um, yes, Roman Reigns is back, which I'm really happy to see him back because SmackDown needed a main event babyface. It needed it. It needed the top dog. We needed the big dog back. Yeah, it needed it needed woof, someone. Woof. <laughs> it needed someone uh, to kind of give the brand a bit of substantial meaning, yes. rather than it being let's just pass the title between two monsters. Well, that's the thing. You basically had Braun and Bray, and that's it. And you can only do so much with Bray Wyatt, the fiend, yeah, and him being this kind of weird character, and he shouldn't have a title anyway. No, it's um, also a feud that doesn't need the championship. It really doesn't. Um, that could have just been played purely on their characters alone. Yeah, it's been um, developing without the need of a championship. Yeah, I mean, so. like, The Fiend and John Cena had a good feud going into doing the Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah. And, you know, there's no title on the line there because he does need to because it's The Fiend, you know? Exactly. Um, but yes, Roman Reigns turned up at the end of SummerSlam to spear some bitches <laughs> he, t- he took out so he took out bray and he took out Braun. yes so there was no bias here yeah and there that- were some people saying like i think it was i can't remember where it was one of the dirt sheet websites saying something like oh it's uh roman returned as a heel it's like no he's no. just turned up as a guy who just spears everyone in sight also Braun has not been a baby face for a little while now. <laughs> i was gonna say he he picked up alexa bliss and held her like 10 feet in the air and dropped her on her face. <laughs> what a face. What a baby face yeah. that is. No, he's a heel as well. And the, 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 the fiend is one of these heels that people think are cool, is cool. So they kind of like them. Yeah. But they are ostensibly a heel. It's so, the fiend's the sort of character that the uh, performance center crowd yeah. would Cheer, like would boo would but boo they're, because they're crowd. told they're being told to boo because he's the bad guy yeah and he's the scary monster man boo the naughty man yeah <laughs> but roman i mean roman is at his best when he's not being a sort of silly baby face he's at his best when he's being a sort of i don't give a shit i'm gonna just spear everyone and just yell i've got the perfect word for like it. when he was in the shield yes and he was just kicking ass people just thought yeah this guy's amazing he's a fucking badass this guy and then when he started doing you know suckering succotash son and all that kind of crap and pulling weird faces and making jokes and stuff as the baby face guy so it's like it's so lame and it does it comes off so badly yeah he's most that he's was, at his best when he's doing what he's doing now that was them trying to during that time when he was making silly jokes and the promos were just not written well for him yeah um that seemed like that was sort of the time where they were trying to fit him in the John Cena mold. Yes. And it didn't fit. No, it, was... it doesn't. It just doesn't fit. So seeing him now, and no intention of gimmick infringement here, but when he's the lone wolf mm. and he kind of comes back as like, the best cheesy word I can think of to explain it or describe mm. it is he's a renegade. <laughs> so he comes... Renegade of funk. <laughs> he got... Renegade of funk. He just, he comes back, uh, he takes people out and he's, his sole goal here is just to get that championship back. Yeah. There's no, I don't care who's holding it. I don't. I'm Wouldn't it be funny if Retribution ended up just being like Shield 2.0? Shield 2.0. And when they take off all their gear, they're all wearing the Shield like 
um, vests. They all start. Thing. They all start like cocking their fists. Yeah, <laughs> and all in a, in a, in like synchronization, do the punch to the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> and they all go, oh, and do that big thing with the arms. We never know because it, it's clear they haven't got a plan for them yet. So It'd be funny. It'd be like an army of children. <laughs> <laughs> it's Roman Reigns and his boys. <laughs> <laughs> they all end up looking a bit like um, Bull Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I love it when Ball gets a reference. <laughs> shout out to Ball Buchanan. Um, yes, shout out. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was Roman coming back. He, he now appears to be in a triple threat at Payback, it which a- we'll go into a bit more later on when we talk about Payback. But yeah. um, It was like an immediate booking. It seems as though he's going to go straight back into being world champion, which I'm perfectly happy with. Like a couple of years ago, I'd have been like, oh, Roman returns and instantly wins the world title. No, mm. but now I'm just like, you know, I absolutely would love that because Braun has had the title for a certain amount of time. Doesn't really need it. Bray doesn't need it. Bray definitely doesn't need it. The and he theme. is the champion now. So that'd yeah. be an interesting, you know, week long <laughs> reign of the universal title. Um, but yeah, I think it needed to come off Braun. Is Bray a three time champion now? Three time world champion? Yes. Jesus Christ. Because he won the WWE title, didn't he? From Randy Orton or. Maybe not from Randy Orton, but... Didn't he win it in an Elimination Chamber or something? He won it from Cena. Cena! He won it from Cena, and then he lost it like a month later to Randy at WrestleMania. Yes. And then he won the Universal Universal title title, uh, from Seth Rollins. Yep. And then lost it to To... Goldberg. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, because he squashed The Fiend. Yes. And then, yes, he squashed The Fiend. And then Goldberg lost it to Braun. And then Goldberg lost it to Braun at Mania, and now Braun has lost it back to Fiend, and Fiend's going to lose it within a week to Roman Reigns, who's going to hold it for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) And then Bray's just going to retire, I guess. (laughs) I'm a three-time world champion. Never thought it would happen. Yeah, who'd have thought, you know, Husky Harris would be a three-time world champion? I know. Not me. Look at us. (laughs) Look at us. (laughs) Who'd have thought it? Not me. Who'd have thought it? (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? Never. (laughs) Full Paul Rudd meme. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so Roman's back. Great to see that. Uh, And our debut. It's not really a debut. It's a sort of re-debut. Not a very good re-debut of Keith Lee, who returned on... Not returned. He he made his debut on Raw from NXT on Raw last night. It was actually, on the surface, it was actually a good... I was really excited about it. I saw it. I was like, oh, fantastic. Because yeah. he's done... He, we've talked about this before. We talked about this before Great American Bash because we were talking about him and Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era and being like, who should go up to the main roster? Where should they go? And I was thinking, I think pretty sure I thought that uh, Keith Lee should go to Raw because Raw needs someone like he, that He feels like a, He's a Raw superstar. Um, he was either that or SmackDown, but that might have been because Roman wasn't around. But I saw a thing with Roman back on SmackDown. Yeah. Keith Lee's better placed on Raw. Yeah, and and SmackDown still has AJ. Yeah. Still has good people. But you put Keith Lee's like, he'll fit in on Raw immediately. Mm. He already already felt quite normal when I saw him on Raw last night. Yeah, it It felt normal. It seemed fine. It didn't seem like a weird thing of seeing, oh, it's the NXT guy on Raw. It's like... No, this like if I saw Cameron Grimes on Raw, I'd be like, that's really fucking weird. But... It's but Keith Lee, you know, he already did the stuff at Summer sorry, Survivor Series last year. Um, but we need to talk about this. We need to talk about, right, so his music hit, and I was like, oh, great. And I was singing along, and I was putting my arms out like, yeah, basket Keith is glory. Lee. And then it goes into that, like the, the, the drop. And then it comes out of that and goes, basket is glory. And it's all bigger and triumphant, right? 
but it wasn't. No. I had my arms yeah. up and then it lost all enthusiasm as my arms slowly came down. I went, what the fuck is this music? And it was the most generic sounding rock music. It was just what recorded in an afternoon generic rock music. And they also... just found it on some free music library on YouTube. It didn't like, even like... It didn't fit. I wouldn't be surprised if I could find it on that on the free audio library on oh youtube God, imagine oh it, no it's so it, shit and we, basic we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about it this morning is that it it kind of it doesn't even really feel like it's in one cohesive song it no. sounds like they just crossfade from keith lee's music down to this suddenly completely generic rock track yeah with no lyrics nothing yeah. just a generic rock me it just cuts away from all of the impact of his music yeah no and lyrics, it's so nothing. insane because they made this this his music was uh custom It was an original song recorded. Yeah. yeah, it was a custom song for him and his gimmick of basking his glory and limitless. And he even has little lines in it where he's talking and rapping or yeah. whatever he's doing in it. And it's like it's a full song that they made and people at NXT would be singing along and chanting Bask in his glory as the song is saying it and it all just whole thing fitted together perfectly you had yeah. this perfectly crafted character and like usual with nxt people they have a fully formed character which they then bring to vince and vince goes uh no i'm gonna change change that take that out put that in oh i don't like the fact he wears short shorts no he's gonna wear like a t-shirt and jeans cover that fat body of his well, it's like he goes from wearing like his wrestling trunks to yeah. suddenly wearing like loose fitting like board shorts yeah and he wears a t-shirt mm. and again I know that these things might be his choice. Maybe Keith Lee himself has decided to do this. Yeah, maybe. But I the don't know. backlash I saw... The music is the thing that gets me. Because, yeah, the music's the worst because part. Because his attire is one thing, and it might just be him going, hey, I want to you know, shake things up a bit, change my attire. Yeah, maybe you I'll know. try something new. Or maybe Vince did tell, tell him to put a t-shirt on, and he thought, well, I can't wear a t-shirt with my current like shorts. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw a so comment... So he had to wear actual bigger shorts so that it didn't look like he was wearing a t-shirt and nothing else because <laughs> I, I, I saw comments uh it was on reddit before raw started of people obviously because they announced that keith lee was going to be there mm. but it was comments just people saying i bet you vince puts a t-shirt on him and yeah. there you are as there soon as he is. comes out i was like oh shit he's not actually but taking that's that off. not the worst thing because the attire is one thing you know it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. At the end of the day he's still the same person as long as he's wearing knee pads and uh and boots i'm fine he's still called keith lee it annoys me when you have skinny guys who don't have knee boots oh, but then he's a big guy so he could probably get away with no knee pads but either way i'm not too bothered by the outfit it's a no. bit silly like you like, didn't need to change it but like you said he's still called keith lee he still looks the same he still yeah. performs the same in the ring yeah but that music that is, music is, is dreadful it's inexcusable it's so inexcusable and also like when he finishes a match and his music hits you know it's the sort of shortened version of of their yeah. theme tunes it jumps straight it to that. jumps straight to the shitty old sh- shitty new music and i'm like please just yeah. it's dreadful please stop it it's I, just so bad it's such it's it, it's a decision that uh, WWE have been guilty of this. A lot of companies get gu- are guilty of this sometimes, but it's a decision that gets made that you just think, how? How has that been, <laughs> one, brought up and then secondly approved? Yeah. Why hasn't anyone just stepped in and gone, no, 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 his music's fine. Yeah. It's what he's known well, for. Well, this is the other thing. So uh, in the Thunderdome, as we have done before, mm. um, I will have edited that, by the way. Nice. <laughs> um, in the Thunderdome, they have... Uh, the crowd now the crowd we were I think led to believe that they were going to have audio from each member of the crowd and everyone could chant along chants. and they said about how people could chant along together chants were which, a big thing which we said doesn't make any sense because it won't happen because they'll all be off 
out of sync and they won't be able to do them. Probably. I reckon that was something they discovered after they'd made that announcement. Yeah, maybe. They were like, oh, wait, so there's a there's delay when so, you're doing video calls? It's like, yes, so, well done. So there's that, right? So, uh, so then they've been piping in audio yeah. for crowd noises, which I thought was fine. I could tell that it was piped in because it was, sounded weird and they didn't really react properly. It sounds stuff. very flat. Yeah. Yeah. But then when Keith Lee came out with this horrendous music, you could hear a slight boo. And then I was like, maybe it is coming from the crowd because because no. he's a baby face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless they're going to try and pretend he's a heel. No. Absolutely but not. I don't get no, it. No, they didn't portray him as a heel. It was, no. like I said to you before, it's it's definitely that they just, because they've give, they gave themselves two days mm. to practice with this shit before SmackDown, um, they just don't know how to, like, oh, we, we've got to turn down the boot track. I just thought it was a, you can almost a hear rogue, them. I thought it was a rogue person in the production truck who was like, I fucking hate this music. Boo. Leave the boot boo track <laughs> Let's on. Let's put the boot track on, just because that's what the crowd are thinking. All of Twitter is booing right now, so <laughs> I might as well play the boo, because that's how it would normally sound. If they'd had a, no coronavirus, and there'd been thousands of people in attendance at that event, mm. and he came out to that music, they would have booed Keith Lee. I don't know if they would have booed him that quickly. I think they would have just kind of gone... No, they'd have cheered. It'd have been like, oh, oh yeah, it would have been cheered. the music. Think it... And then as soon as it changed, there'd have just been confusion. Yeah, it would And then low rumblings of, oh, God, what's this? Yeah, like, I don't think it would be boo. I think it would just... It would destroy the buzz. Or they would start chanting, fuck you, Vince. Fuck you, Vince. It would just kill... It just kills the vibe. That whole music track just killed the vibe. So I feel like they would have just gone Or they gone would start singing down. the song. How? How do you... uh, out after he oh, got his to the actual ring, so- his yeah. actual song. I'm not going to call that singing. his actual music. No, they'd have started singing his actual music. The crowd would have started chanting like "Basking is glory." That's the issue, actually. I think we would have needed that mm. to convince them that that music that they've picked yeah. out is shit. Yeah. And the fact that we haven't had that, I'm worried that they're yeah. not going to change it. Joy, I'd love it is if all the people who had tickets for to be in the Thunderdome mm. when his music hits like that they all just put like a piece of paper in front of their camera. Just cover their cameras So the up. whole wall just becomes this wall of white. Do you know what? That'd be a great way for them to protest as fans. Yeah. If they didn't like something. Because if they can't be heard, yeah. they can't boo. Or they all just change their photo to Chris Benoit. <laughs> Which did happen. Which did happen. Which we'll get to when we yeah. talk about the Thunder. Anyway, but Keith Lee, I mean, it's great. I, I'm going to try and stay positive. The music's terrible and hopefully they'll go back from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's great to see him on the show. It's great to see him immediately going into being considered in the realm of the main event yeah, because same. he's doing stuff with uh, Randy Orton and and um, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So, you know, it's great to see him. He's thrown right into that. the mix, which yeah. is, I think, it's what he needed to be. It's We said before he debuted that if he, as soon as he's on Raw, he's mm. in the main event picture. Yeah. There's no way you can just I, stick him I in the I was mid-card. thinking, yeah, sort of have him do some sort of like pre- feud with yeah. someone who's considered a main event or someone like seth or someone like that and then move him into this other thing with the world title because he absolutely should be there yeah well what they can do now is they can basically just have him dispatch randy orton and then that kind of moves him above randy in the title picture yeah so it's kind of like oh okay now he's like one-on-one with drew mcintyre yeah it's like hell yeah i'd want to see that again yeah <laughs> definitely want to see that again i want to see that yeah okay so let's move on to our next topic the Thunderdome. That was the best one yet, actually. Is it the best one yet? That was great so far. Yeah. I like that one. Powerful. Yeah. So we all said welcome to the Thunderdome. Uh, <laughs> when uh, when SmackDown started on Friday night with Vince McMahon in the ring and 
So all those faces. And uh, not, who be... I, not who I thought it was going to be. No, I thought it would be Triple H. Should have been Triple H. Really. I thought it would be Triple H introduced in the Thunderdome, not Vince. Uh, Vince looks... Every time I see him, he looks more and more like the living dead. It's when you realise you haven't seen him for a long time on TV. You go, man, he's old. Yeah. He's, also, uh, uh, happy birthday to Vince. 75. 75 yesterday. Uh, me and him share a birthday. So this is kind of a birthday. <laughs> you said it was a birthday special. We, we haven't mentioned the fact it was my 28th birthday yesterday. It was Matt's birthday yesterday. Uh, he shares a birthday with VKM. Yes, me and Mr. McMahon share a birthday. They also share opinions. I'm just kidding, they don't. They absolutely do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've already we've talked about his opinions on this show before. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But yeah, it's a happy 75th and a yes. happy 28th. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, but the Thunderdome uh, was introduced by Vince on Friday, mm-hmm. and we saw... Pyro. The pyro was amazing. Pyro was the like pyro. the pyro was like excessive. Well, what's amazing good. about the pyro is the fact they could put pyro in the crowd area, yeah. <laughs> which they could never do when there's crowd there. Wherever there was negative space, like, there they was, had they explosions. Were, they were like, okay, there's some. They have the sort of rows of faces, and between the rows, there are like pyro bits, so they can have like flames and shit come up in those bits, which yeah. looks amazing. They had it everywhere. There wasn't a person or a face or a screen. There was just explosion, explosion, explosion. And it went on for like a while. Yes. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And I love the fact they've got the, the stage set up back. Yeah, no, you I know, like the big stage set up. I think it's great. An actual stage with actual screens. Yeah. Entrances look like real entrances again. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. Like the fa- like to be honest, the fan faces. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So the- we'll talk about the fan faces. So in theory, cool. Yeah. Right. And actually, I think it is quite nice seeing some moving faces of some people there, kind of thing. It's also something for, during an entrance, there's something for them to look at when yeah. they're coming down to the ring of like, oh, I'm getting yeah. an actual like reaction from a face. I think it was, who was it? Um, I think it was Drew McIntyre who said something on Raw last night saying something like, if you think, if you like that, give us a thumbs up and you start seeing them all going like this, giving them the thumbs up or whatever. Clever. Something like that. Yeah. And it's like, that's the kind of thing they can do with that stuff. And it's like, oh, they're actually saying something to people and getting a reaction from said people. Absolutely. Which is, it's great to see. And it's such a massive improvement on um, the Performance Centre. Yeah. Because I was so sick of the Performance Centre, of, of people, of there just being a handful of weird Performance Centre people being told what they have to cheer and boo at. And I like seeing people who are a good you know seeing a good guy on raw yeah and you can just see in the background amongst a bunch of people like like big smiles in their faces kind of go woo or whatever there's like one guy with his thumbs down it's always one (laughs) well i love that because it's just that's what it is isn't what in the performance center everyone has the same reaction if you're if it's a good person they cheer if it's a bad person they boo whereas this it's like there'll be someone going hate drew mcintyre yeah boring don't like him I like, boo, I like, boo, I, McIntyre. I like seeing some differing opinions. Yes, it's nice rather yeah. than it just being a blanket yes, blanket no. It's <laughs> a full on like there's a range. Yes, it was also full nice, range. Like, when Randy Orton came out on Raw, mm. he had he's doing his entrance quite a slow one. Yeah, but he has people to look at to sort of antagonize a little bit. Yeah, and you can see and, and there's also there was a funny trend where as soon as one person started doing something on camera mm. and it was on ca- like. You could see one of the screens, someone like doing something funny with their hands yeah. or like booing Randy Orton. Yeah. They'd all then suddenly start doing the exact yeah, same thing. Yeah, they all start doing it, yeah. And I was like, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I always thought it was a bit lame when you'd see an adult going, 
boo, boo, boo with the thumbs down, like, boo. But don't you realise now how much you miss that? But no, but now I'm like, it's the only real way they can express themselves. Yeah. Thumbs up or thumbs down. They had something. They knew. Um, there are people who have come up with other ways, though. Um, yes. So we'll talk about the good people who've done silly things or whatever on the on uh, in their screen of um i've seen a couple of the people, thunderdome a couple of people have dressed up so there's been people who've dressed up there's been people who've got their like belts and stuff their yeah. fake belts Merch. and there's people who have just dressed up as wrestlers and things there's been i've seen some people with signs who have shown their signs in front of the thing like <sighs> saying how much they're part of the roman empire and all this kind of stuff risky you know they've got their signs or whatever i've seen some things like that which is fine yeah um there was a sleeping man, which is what I would be if I was watching Raw or SummerSlam. If I imagine if I'd been on the Thunderdome screen you during SummerSlam, fallen asleep. Because on SummerSlam, I watched half of it, and then I was watching to the end, but I was intermittently sleeping, and I woke up after it finished, and I was like, "What is going on?" Where um, am I? I was halfway through like the opening match when they were replaying the whole of SummerSlam. Oh yeah. I was like, "What? I've already seen this match. What's going on?" I looked at the time. And I was like. Oh, it's 4.30. I'm like, fuck. Oh, it's finished. But if I'd been on the Thunderdome screen, I'd have been the sleeping man. That tells me that maybe he was somewhere that wasn't America. Yeah, it makes me think he was in the UK and he just fell asleep while watching it. It's like, oh, it's midnight. Okay, the show's just about to start. Okay, I can do this. I can stay up. And then, oh yeah, it was like (laughs) almost immediately he was just asleep. (laughs) And you could just, and then he's visual to the whole of the world watching. Um there was someone dressed as Pikachu on SmackDown, I think it I was. Think it was SmackDown, yeah. Um, and then there was a dog. So I think nice someone surprise. just had their dog with them, and then the dog was most of the screen. So it's just a dog watching SmackDown <laughs> or SummerSlam, whatever. It's just cool. Now we'll go to the bad people. Yeah. So people have gone. I saw something. I can't remember where it was, but someone basically saying, "I'll give you a ten pound Amazon voucher if you do." this that or the other on the thunder because like screens. when we say the good the good was kind of like nice and heartwarming the bad is very bad it's very bad so not the, even funny bad so there was someone who um because clearly people it's it must be done through a sort of zoom like yeah, i think it must be thing, like a conference call type software. thing software or whatever so because people are able to change their what appears on their screen yeah from a camera image to an image image they can like screen share screen share kind of like an image and so there was people sharing uh pictures of the ku klux klan uh and chris benoit yeah now the chris benoit one is not a massive surprise because benoit that was actually predicted that would happen yeah it was and people have brought signs with benoit's name on it yeah before to shows you know so it's not um out of the realms of it's in possibilities. Bad, it's in bad taste, but it's it's wrestling related, so it's kind of like it's people thinking you they're being all, funny. And you can think people are think people think, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, funny. Chris I, got, I, I showed Chris Benoit on SmackDown. Chris Benoit was on Raw last night, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. that. Which I mean, if you were finding it funny, fine, but I don't think it really is that funny since he murdered two people. Mm. Um But the other one is like the Ku Klux Klan. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Way to go overboard. Fucking hell. If someone, if the person who did that thinks that's funny, that's not odd. Then they've got a bad sense of humour. They haven't got a sense of humour. No. That's just bad taste. Yeah. They just don't think ahead but mm. there was shit like that and you kind of think well they must have expected this kind of thing yeah. to happen because it's it's the general public and you can't trust the how long public. do you think it will be before we see a penis on raw 
Um, I think I'm surprised we haven't seen one yet. Yeah. I honestly think it'll come. Yeah. Not literally. But it we'll, may do. <laughs> it may come. You never know. <laughs> but it's that it's that kind of thing where I think they must have expected it. Like, I'm surprised there hasn't been just someone like ass out twerking in front of the camera. Well, who you know ha- what I mean? Why, like I'm surprised that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised we haven't just seen a penis right yeah. now. Like I don't know. These kinds of dickheads exist. Like and they want Do you remember when people. we were at uni and we would go on chat roulette with a group of people? It's, it wasn't just us it's, two. It's it was chat- like a group a whole group of people were all like, let's go on chat roulette. Yeah. And you would find some random person. It was like a dark, shadowy thing where you just see the light from his computer shining on his face and his hand on his penis. Yep. Right? And that kind of stuff was gross, but that's what I imagined would be half of what the fucking screens are on Thunderdome. And what would they do if that was the case? Well, they just it. have to turn off all the screens. I reckon they must have a failsafe. Oh, I think they just... They must just put a graphic on it. They just have the generic kind of um, graphic colours yeah, for like each Smackdown. show or whatever, yeah, yeah. that they'll they def- can go to. There'll be a failsafe. It'd be, I think it'll be if they, if they notice there's a percentage of them that are doing something wrong. They'll just turn them all off. Mm. So it like classroom ne- like mentality where it's yeah. like if one of you does something wrong, everyone's coming back for detention. Yeah, you're failing it. You're you're ruining it for everyone else. Yes, I hated that in class <laughs> when teachers would punish everyone for one dickhead. But it's, it's oh, yeah. I think it's that. I think they'll do if there's one person they find doing something in particularly like sort of particularly bad, they'll just cut all of them off. No, yeah, but um, no, it's um, I think overall that was good. It adds really to the atmosphere. It. Yeah, it does. And it makes for a better show. And it's a good stopgap between performance center yeah. and going back to normal. I also think it's the so. right it's the right move to make uh, yeah. from a I think from just a logistics standpoint. Yeah. The fact that AEW have already moved to getting fans in. Yeah. Way, it's way too soon. Mm. It's way too soon, especially for Florida. I'm surprised they haven't moved the NXT stuff to the Thunderdome as well. Honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't think I'd because think because they're, they're still in full sale. Aren't they're they? still in full sale, and they're just doing stuff there. It might be just because full sale is their home, and they have use of full sale. Yeah, and that is their regular place anyway. So they might as well still do stuff there. I guess so. But plus, uh, plus also, it makes the shows look slightly different. It makes it look different. It's just that it's an idea of going like NXT in the Thunderdome compared to AEW and what looks like a car park. I think it basically is. <laughs> I think the outdoor arena outside the Jaguar Stadium is just like a sort of... It does look... It's a kind of venue. It's a sort of quote-unquote venue. It's a venue I think they can take down and have extra parking if they need to. <laughs> but it's just it's the fact that they've moved to having actual fans in. Yeah. And even on the first episode of them doing that, they proved that these fans won't pay attention to the rules. No. Where yeah. it's like JR cuts to... Oh, and they're all playing by the rules, and the camera cuts to the a guy crowd. with a mask around his chin. He's yeah. got he's got it like over his mouth, yeah, but not over his nose, no, and exactly. barely over his mouth anyway. Yeah, and you just think they're not playing by the rules. No, they're not. Don't let fans in yet. No, especially if you're in fucking Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. I mean, of all the places for all this stuff to be going on, fucking Florida. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Don't let fans in yet. No, but anyway, the Thunderdome. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. I like it. Big thumbs up, just like the crowd are going to have to do. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. And and now we're going to move on to our pay-per-view section, I think is probably the best way of describing I'd this. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the pay-per-views that already happened mm. in the last few days. So we've had um, NXT TakeOver 30, and we've had SummerSlam 2020. What was your like? What was just your overall impression of TakeOver 30? I thought it was good. 
it's not the best takeover they've ever had. It's not Far even the best. It's not even the best one they've had this year. This year, yeah. no. But fine. Yeah, fine. Absolutely fine. It, we got. <laughs> I think from it. The, I think the biggest thing I can take away from it is that we got Keith Lee on the main roster because of it. Uh, yes, in a way, yeah. Takes him out of the picture. Everything else on that show kind of just kind of happened. I was like, yep, it was it was a good pay per view overall. Good. Yeah. Absolutely acceptable. <laughs> Fine. Which is funny because that's kind of the reaction I usually have to like a, a main roster pay-per-view. Where I go, yeah. oh, I got through it. It was fine. Things happened that were like, oh, you know, it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, it's never like blown me away. But that was definitely not a takeover that blew me away. No. Um, I was surprised they started with Balor and Thatcher, to yeah, be honest. Same. Um, which was fine. It was a fine match. But um, I've realized with Thatcher is I like Thatcher. And I think he's really good when he's in positions where you can have really brutal matches yeah but when he's in matches like he had with Balor, it just felt a bit more kind of technical like oh it's a lot of holds a lot of submissions a lot of like just holding people there and going ah you know after a while it gets a bit boring i quite like it it went on for 13 minutes it, i think it went on a bit long that's my only thing it was quite long i think what sucks about that is that like i think he'd be a lot more effective if his matches were all under 10 minutes no i disagree do you it's the way he's used that makes it boring right because they put him up against someone who is not down for that kind of style right you want to see finn balor doing some dangerous things jumping off stuff doing moves um but have it because timothy thatcher versus matt riddle really works Mm. especially in that kind of style of match because it just looks it looks brutal and mm. hard hitting and they vary in style but it's kind of a similar way that they wrestle yeah um but with finn balor it doesn't really it's it's too extremely different so mm. I, I get what you mean that's when a 10 minute match can feel like it goes on for quite a long time yeah um when really i could see timothy thatcher in a match with someone at, like a similar caliber like mm. if timothy thatcher was up against walter i could watch that for 25 minutes. that would be a really interesting thing to watch yeah you know two people have like very different like physical uh, appearance and attributes and attributes and have their own unique kind of positives and negatives and that they can make use of mm. um that's much better than just having a sort of thatcher balor match which i felt as an opener was not suitable for an opener no it i was of... fully expecting the ladder match to be opener but that was second match on the card which is really strange i know they should have had the ladder match first because it gets the ladder match opened the i can't remember which one it was now new orleans when they did the the first oh, the north american the inaugural north american championship match with the ladder match uh, with ricochet that was in that match i think it was ricochet's first match in wwe it was, it was his first in-ring nxt match and uh that was the opener for that show yeah. and it is you know having a match like that as the opener is fantastic you need a barn burner barn burner yeah, yeah you just go out of it and you go wow that was fucking amazing what a spectacle day watching this show yeah um starting with finn balor versus thatcher that's had almost no build-up yeah kind of yeah you, you it's kind just of really, really weird starts very muted uh but the there was a triple threat tag match for the number one contendership for the tag team titles on the pre-show which is actually a good match between Breezango. Only Lorcan and Danny Birch and Legado del Fantasma, which I thought was a pretty good match. I thought that was a really good one. It was very solid. I sort of thought it felt like it didn't need to be on the pre-show. Funnily enough, you could have put that at the intro. Yeah, if that had been the first match, yeah. I'd be fine. It was only seven minutes that match. I know. If that was just like a quick opening match for the take for the takeover show, I think that would have been really good actually. Yeah, and it had some good spots in it. Yeah. All of the people involved in that match are good wrestlers. It's probably why Balor Thatcher was the first match on, because if you were watching from the pre show, you'd have already seen the 
the what they would have considered the barn burner. The opening match. But it's not the same as on the pre-show because no. they have the match and then after the match it goes back to a studio of Scott Stanford and someone else, I don't know, Sam Roberts or someone, just talking about it and talking about the matches coming up. And it yeah. will, it kind of takes you out of it a bit. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, go back to the wrestling now. And they didn't want to put Balor on the pre-show. Balor, Thatcher. You're like, oh, okay. It was like, not really an opening match. I think that's the problem. It was a fine match. And I but... spent the entire match just going, sure, cool, right, can we get this over with? Because I really want to watch this ladder match. Yeah, the ladder match is coming up. Yeah, and I'd work on Sunday Sunday during the day, so I had to be up in the morning. So it's like, get so on I was with like, it. I can't stay up all night watching this show. So can we get on with the ladder match, please? <laughs> that may have affected my view of that of the Thatcher Balor match. Yes. to be honest, is the fact that I was more concerned with the ladder match coming up later. Well, th- I had the same reaction to the ladder match. Yeah, because I stayed up to watch it, but got frustrated with the match. Yeah, but then when I watched it, the whole pay per view in full the next day, mm. I actually did quite enjoy the ladder match. I thought it was good. Um, but well, the wrong person won. The one, the wrong person won. It's a fine person to win. It's fine. It's fine. It's not like I'm I'm offended by Damian Priest winning it. It's not I'm the person just, who should have won. He shouldn't have won. I think it should have been Bronson Reed. Yeah, because I think Bronson Reed had all the momentum going into that match. He was the one hyped about being in it. He was first yeah. in, and in all, you know how they had the screens up, the kind of. Uh, knock-off WrestleMania 30X screens. They, they were had. great. They were great. I was looking at them thinking, I think they may have been part of the set for WrestleMania 30, those screens. They've repur- Could very well have They've been. repurposed them Repurposed slightly. them. But on those screens, for every match, they would have um, images of the people in the match yeah. on those screens. And for, the ma- for that match, they had the five of them l- line up, you know, with sort of, Behind them, two at the back, two in the middle, and then Bronson Reed center front, front and center for that that picture. Yeah, and it was like it felt as though Bronson Reed was being primed to be the guy. Yeah, and there was also an issue with that match in the build up that Dexter Loomis was meant to be in it but got injured, mm. and I th- I think that's when the match kind of lost track of what it was meant to be. Also, Velveteen Dream was in the match. Yeah, this is and what I we mean. Spent the entire match going. Oh come on! Don't do that to don't us. Don't put the belt on him because that is just going to make such an amount of negative publicity for WWE. That and, and he don't... shouldn't have even been in the match. He shouldn't be on television, Velveteen yeah. Dream, right now. Because whether things are true or not, the allegations are out there. It's an ongoing issue. It's right an now. ongoing issue, and it hasn't been resolved. And WWE haven't resolved it publicly with the fans. They've just gone, "Oh, Velveteen's here." Hey, he's being a bad guy. You want to boo him? Yeah. It's like, no, there's a difference between a being a heel and being an accused pedophile. Yes. Right? There is a massive difference. A heel is someone who I can go, oh, love to hate that guy. Mm. You know? Whereas... I don't want to sit there and go, well, I hate one him. One who's a legitimate, like, I'm turning this off because I'm offended that you've put this man on my television yeah. screen. He- so... There's the difference. There's live accusations about this man talking to people underage. Yeah. So we can... Obviously, we preface that it's accused. He's not yes. been proven. No, exactly. He's not been convicted or guilty. No. But there are accusations that he's done this, and there is evidence out there that this sort of thing may have happened. Yeah. Um. And then to have him in the title match, but then also tease that he might win. Yes. I was insulted. Yeah, I was just like, don't do this to me. Because don't don't I, tease me with the, oh, he might win it. And like, no, get fucked. Is he winning this? And it's almost as if they did that just so that when Priest won it, you went, well, at least it's not Dream. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? They Randy Orton... They Randy Orton him. They absolutely And did. I've always thought of 
Damien Priest as being a bit like a cross between Randy Orton and Baron Corbin, yeah. right? But they really do. It was 2017 Royal Rumble was when we first started this podcast, and they did the Royal Rumble, and the winner was Randy Orton, mm. and our reaction was, uh, Randy Orton. I mean, fine, but eh. yeah, I mean, why? it doesn't exactly inspire excitement for WrestleMania, does it? It's it, like it was kind of like. There were others that could have probably won this, but, yeah. it, but at least it wasn't so-and-so. At least, at least, it, least it, wasn't it wasn't Roman, or at least it wasn't, yeah, yeah, exactly. There were other people you kind of think, well, at least it wasn't those people. And that's what we mean. It's You see Damien Priest win, and you realise, well, at least it's not Velveteen, the yeah. accused paedophile. Yes. It's it's such a weird... Also, like, the point I was going to make about Dexter Loomis not being in the match is that it, I worry that their intentions with the match were to have new people in. Mm-hmm. But then, with Dexter Loomis being injured, yeah, they panicked. Well, the other thing, and is then we're, we're going to have Gargano. We're going to have Loomis. Dream. Loomis is a face, isn't he? He's sort of a face. He's like a kind of creepy guy because he's being attacked. He he's was like a he's like an anti-hero. He's like an anti-hero type thing, yeah. right? But you look at the people in there, and the only baby face in there was Bronson Reed. The rest were all heels. Yeah, Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano. Velveteen Dream, they're all heels, they're all bad guys, right? And then you have this one good guy, Bronson Reed, who's being pushed to the moon, it seems, on television. Yeah. And he's the one good guy in the match. So you'd think, big moment, have him win the match. Have big, feel-good moment. Have him look like the big guy. Yeah, have him look the thick boy that he is. Thick boy. Um, You know, and he'd look great with the title. And yeah. it's just like, that seemed to... And they didn't. They went, oh, Damien Priest won it. And then later in the show, they showed... Him going to his car, putting some stuff in his car. I thought, oh, he's going to leave. And then he just had, there was like a random fucking hot tub there with a couple of a, uh, a couple of women in there oh, yeah. wearing bikinis with a lot of tit. A lot of tit. A, a lot, lot of tit. A lot of boobies. Um, Especially for modern era w- yeah. WWE network. Yeah, it was weird. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And then he gets in the gets in the hot tub in those trousers he wears those like leather trousers oh, God, he just yeah. gets in can't be comfortable and it's like oh, this is just a bit weird like Seeing that, why does he have a hot tub in the car park and <laughs> next to his car it's really strange also have they been there the whole time yeah did he t- arrive and be like right sit in that until my match <laughs> I is just over love the idea of being in the car park at the before not performance center the full sale car park yeah and then just basically being like right be in that for 40 minutes yeah and then i'll come out and uh, I'll join you. And it'll be right next to my car that's going to keep the engine running. Also, how <laughs> sad would that look if he didn't win? <laughs> he just, he just go, goes, get right, in the turn, car. Turn off the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Get in the car. We're going. <laughs> we're going. Anyway. Um, but no, the ladder match I thought was fine. I thought it was good. There were some really cool moments in there. Yeah, there was. But um, I think it was a little bit tainted by Velveteen being in the match. An interesting quote from... Um, uh, Beth Phoenix mm. saying something like, "This is a match that will be remembered for generations." And I was like, "Absolutely, will not be," yes. because you know there it, are generations of people who think that Velveteen Dreams are pedo, so that's not going to happen. What well, the funny enough, she might have meant it the other way. In that, if something does happen, people will remember this. People match. will remember that fucking match. Yeah, It'll be like, "Oh, this was the match that he. This was so, his last match in WWE before he was convicted." Yeah, and that was his last public match. Yeah, fair. how weird. Um, but yeah, so that um, Adam Cole, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee, McAfee. They always, he even yelled Pat McAfee himself in the match. So it is McAfee, but it it's not written McAfee, mate. It's written McAfee. McAfee. Anyway, 
Pat McAfee lost to Adam Cole, which was great. It was actually, Adam Cole had to win that match. There was no way that Pat McAfee could win that match. It was a much better match than I was expecting. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. He actually learned to wrestle, which is fair enough. And he managed to do some cool flip-de-doos and stuff, you know? The somersault he did off the rope uh, onto the crowd of people was clean. Yeah. Like, his backflip off the top rope, clean. Yeah. And then the so jump like... back up to the top rope. Clean. Clean, yeah. And I've got to think, like, there are, there are a lot of moments in that match where I know that Adam Cole was kind of carrying him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But in those particular moments, it was kind of up to him and solely mm. him. So I was thoroughly impressed. He pulled off things that I did not think I'd see. Yeah. I thought it was great. And yeah. Adam Cole's great as usual, but Adam Cole deserves better than that. But anyway. At least that's kind of dead now. Yeah. Because Pat McAfee went on his podcast and sort of uh, recalled the match. Mm. But the way he's recalling the match is basically just like, this is over now. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And he just like, he's like, I got beat up a lot. I'd love it if on Friday... The Undisputed Era turn up on SmackDown. Yeah. That'd be amazing. If they turn up, though, and they then... If Imagine they... if, like, Retribution are out there and they start beating some people up. An Undisputed and Era And then suddenly, shock the system. And they come out. Fuck me, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Stop trying to be the shield. We're trying to be the shield. <laughs> <laughs> We're the new shield. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. You bunch of hoodlums. <laughs> um, if Adam Cole calls them of, hoodlums, I'll be sold. One of the retribution people I saw yesterday on Raw, she was so small. And I say she, because it's definitely a woman. And she was tiny. She must have been about five foot one. She was, oh, I saw they're her. All, they're all on the, the edge of the ring, right? Yeah, and they're all stood was... there. And it's like a bunch of people who are like six foot something. And then there was this little small woman on the end. <laughs> she could have rest, adorable. She could have rested her chin on the top rope. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> Um, and she just hear her go, we're retribution. <laughs> we ain't taking your shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, talking of small women, Io Shirai defeated K- Dakota Kai. And small women? <laughs> they are compared to Raquel Gonzalez and Holy Rhea shit. Ripley, who turned up. I realised when that happened, how big both of those people are. Yeah. Holy like, shit, they're Rhea, huge. Rhea is as tall, uh, as if not slightly no, she's slightly shorter. She's about the same height as Raquel Gonzalez. I think Rhea Ripley is about the same height, but... But is... both Io and Dakota are much shorter than both of them. Compared to both, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's Rhea... the only reason I said short women. They're but, not that Rhea... short. They're but compared of... to the... But compared to those two, oh, they do God, look yeah. small. Rhea Ripley as well. Um, mm. Obviously, she's been off TV for a while. Yeah. She's only recently started to come back. She's fucking huge now. Yeah, she's, she's beefed up She's in amazing shape. Yeah. She looks incredible. Yeah. She looks incredible. Not a big fan of the blonde hair, but you know. Oh, I like the blonde hair. Yeah. It kind of makes her look a bit more insane. Yeah, it just looks a bit mad. But anyway, I'm not a massive fan of that. But she just still looks fantastic. It's, it's always good. It's good to see our girl looking kick ass. <laughs> We're big fans of Rhea Ripley here. Yeah, big so fans. So it's like seeing her looking actually quite scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what we wanted from Shayna Baszler. And yeah. we didn't get it. So <laughs> now we've had to substitute that for Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And, maybe, and Rhea Ripley will be able to carry. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez to a half decent match so fingers crossed anyway uh, but the Shirai Kai match was Shirai Kai Shirai oh, Kai yeah. match um, the Io Dakota match was yes. very good it, I thought I was, it was I really enjoyed that match it was very solid it was, it was solid match it's good use of like uh, they kept they still play into Dakota Kai's knee brace yeah they play into that quite well it's not relied on but it yeah. plays a factor in some of her matches yes so I like that they're still doing that my only thing was that um uh, I knew that Dakota Kai wasn't going to win last Wednesday on NXT mm. because they had Raquel Gonzalez return. Yeah. And I had a feeling she would return soon. 
And with the match coming up, I thought, oh, well, that might happen at TakeOver, that she'll return, cause the distraction, and help Dakota Kai to win the title. And that would be a big moment. But then they had her return on NXT uh, and yeah. kick kick EO in the face and they beat her up and stuff. They did the return prematurely. Yeah, which meant that I knew that going... So in kayfabe, like, EO had several days to work out a strategy of how to deal with Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. Uh, and the element of surprise was gone, which meant that going into the match, EO was more likely to win. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. It was, and it was a very good match. Yeah. Yeah, it carried... It was a good sort of... Um, I mean, the placement on the card as well was fantastic. Mm. Um, but yeah, great match from yeah. those two. Uh, and the main event, Karrion Cross defeated Keith Lee. Um, I... But Karrion Cross apparently injured. He's separated his shoulder. Right. Which but, looked... I mean, it, you couldn't really tell watching the show, but... Yeah, that you couldn't tell. That must have fucking hurt. Yeah. Separating your shoulder is not a fun injury. No. Because, I mean, the issue that he may face now is that he may have torn something that he doesn't know yet. Um, I think he got examined pretty much straight after the match. Yeah. But, my God, if that's the case, he carried it well. Yeah. Does that mean he ends up uh, vacating the title? Because that would mean that title had been thrown oh. around like hot potato yeah you know it's like it's a shame i hope it's not the case mm. i'm kind of hoping it's like oh he's out for like a couple of because then they could have kept keith lee on nxt for a bit longer with the title yeah and things and keith won't want that anyway no if you think keith lee as a wrestler won't want to know that the person that he's lost the title to is now injured and may have to give up the belt yeah it's like fuck man that was kind of his Maybe chance Vince to blames keith lee for the injury to carry across so he's like and so he's pun on him. punishing him by <laughs> changing his look and giving him some shit music yeah yeah, fuck his debut up. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it was any of their faults. No. Um, but yeah, it, it's unfortunate for Karrion Cross. It was a good match. I'm just kind of hoping yeah. that he doesn't have to just give up the belt straight away. Yeah. Just won't look great for him. No, it won't. Uh, we should move on now because we've talked about that for quite a long time. <laughs> this might be a little bit longer of a podcast than usual, but a little bit longer than an hour because we've got... But there's three pay-per-views in the space of a week. Three pay-per-views in a week. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Be easier next week. It'll be just the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so we had Polo Cruz versus MVP uh, in the pre-show mm -hmm. for the United States title. Polo Cruz won. Great. Um, <laughs> it was you know it was fine. It was a match. Yeah. Uh, the opening match of the main show was Bailey versus Oscar, um, and Bailey won. Um, it was like it was the first of two matches. Yes. So it was kind of like okay, they're gonna go easy. I'm pretty sure Bailey's gonna win. Bailey this wins one. the first one, and then it's Sasha loses. Also, especially considering the way that they did the beat the clock challenge on SmackDown was stupid. Yes. Because it made Bailey look ridiculous mm. um and also sort of set this idea up of like well sasha's getting the match set her match second yeah which means she has a weakened asuka going into her match so she was very happy about that which then made you think yeah she's losing the title yeah it, she is because you had naomi lose to sasha within three and a half minutes which made naomi look shit and she we we talked about this before she's only just come back i think yeah it's not been long since she's been back really and she hasn't no. really done anything of any worth really since she's come back so now because there was that whole thing with the bloody karaoke competition all that bollocks oh, that they yeah. did and yeah but she hasn't done anything particularly worth and she does this beat the clock challenge which you think when she comes out and she's like you know you sort of think oh great they're putting her in a position and then it's like 
Corey Graves suggesting a beat the clock challenge. She's like, oh yeah, Corey, that sounds like a really good idea. I'm up for that. Mm. You think, no, beat the clock challenges are bloody awful because you end up with people who should and are capable of doing 20 minute matches losing in a minute and a half because it yeah. makes most sense for the story yeah and then you start thinking like well if the person beat them in that time yeah why are they not winning all their matches in yeah this time so then? so sasha beat um naomi in, in like three and a half minutes and then naomi then having just lost a match to sasha in record time in three and a half <laughs> minutes then goes on to face bailey a fresh bailey mm-hmm. who loses who and she beats bailey within under a minute yep with like a roll up or something, and you're like, she's the champion. So Bailey not only lost in under a minute, but she lost in under a minute to someone who just lost to Sasha Banks in three and a half minutes. Yeah. So I, it's... they looked shit. Both her Naomi and Bailey looked awful. And then going into this match with the the Sasha part half of the match with Asuka. Yeah. Later on, Sasha ends up losing by submission. Um. I mean, it was a good match the two of them had. Oscar and Sasha was a good match. Yeah. But um, it was sort of fairly predictable, but I'm happy that Oscar's got the title back. Yeah, it's also good that the belts, all of the belts are not on Sasha and Bailey. Yes. You back yourself into a story corner there. Yes. Um, Moving on to the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, The Street Profits beat Angel Garza and Andrade. I haven't really got a lot to say about that match. No, there wasn't much really going on in that match. Montez Ford's great. Uh, do you know what we can say it every time? Because he is. Because he is great. Yep. Um, the match that was meant to be a hair versus hair, but then changed to a no disqualification loser leaves raw raw match. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was stuck in my head because of like literally like fifteen years ago of like co general manager Austin oh, and Bischoff. God, and it was loser leaves raw was always the. It was never loser leaves SmackDown. It's always loser leaves raw. Sorry. So this is loser leaves WWE. Loser leaves WWE. Yeah. Um, and the only reason it was we know why it was changed Mandy Rose versus Sonia Deville now uh, Sonia Deville was with Mandy at Sonia's house and they what happened was there an armed break-in or something like that madman stalker or someone broke into a house well from what I've read is they were in the house yeah and they heard something but thought nothing of it Mm. I think Mandy had seen that someone was in the house Mm. um and then I think in that split second, just dragged Sonia Deville out the house, and they both ran out the house. Yeah, it was then discovered when they called the police that someone was a guy was arrested and he was found to be armed. Right, and it was an attempted kidnap because wow. he, he's apparently a crazed fan, like, fan in the lightest of terms. Yeah, he's not really a fan. He's not a fan. He's an fans arsehole. don't do that. Yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a crazy person. He's a crazy person. Um, yeah. But I think it's I think that's how the story goes, and it's mm. basically that Sonia. It's hard to sort of play the feud off when Sonia Deville seems to be. They're both friends, obviously. Well, they are best friends. The two and of it's them also are the fact friends. that Mandy seems to have saved her from a potential yes. kidnapping thing here. Yeah. But then also, I, they've changed the the hair versus hair stipulation was dropped supposedly because her Sonia Deville's lawyer has said that obviously it's going not a in, good look in court. Going into court with a shaved head after yeah. fairly recently doing it for a TV show, he was like, "It's not advisable." No, um, and also the the, the idea is because they want to make sure this guy goes to fucking jail. Yes. Yeah. Um. And it'll write her off TV for a little while. They, they, I love the fact that they moved Sonia Deville's yeah. profile to the alumni section on www.com. Kayfabe's not dead. Grace, li- great little touch. Kayfabe's still alive. Still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think it's a good move. Like you said, it just it keeps her off TV and it gives her time to deal with this. Yes. Because it's just got it's going to be an she ongoing thing. To. These court cases go on for months on end. So oh, yeah. Get also, that out of the way. I mean, 
I didn't want to see Mandy potentially lose her hair. Do you know what? She looks great at the moment. I saw her with her slicked hair. I forget she does this sometimes, yeah. but I saw her with the slicked hair and I, I hadn't realised they'd changed the stipulation yeah. before I watched the pay-per-view. So, so I thought, first oh, is she like, thought she's already she like, bald. She's like, I was like, is she prepping to get her head shaved? <laughs> I was like, shit, okay. No. Maybe she's going to lose. But yeah, Sonya Deville was advised not mm. to shave her head. I hope that down the line they do the hair versus hair again. What, and Sonya Deville shaves her and head? And Sonya Deville shaves her head. Because I think Sonya could pull off short hair, to be honest. It'd be really funny if they had the match, Mandy loses, but then Otis steps in and goes, no, shave, shave my, my head. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me shave my head, sweet peach. <laughs> Where's your briefcase? Oh, it's here. I've got it. It's full of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they just cut it off and then just pour it into oh the money God. in the back briefcase. No, even better. Mandy loses. Mandy gets her head shaved and he keeps her hair in the, <laughs> in the briefcase. A wig of her hair. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be fantastic. Moving on. Seth Rollins defeated Dominic Mysterio in a street fight. And Dominic wore fucking ring gear. Yeah. Dominic, Go on. what did you think of his ring gear? I liked it. Yeah. I, I liked, liked it as well. It suited him. Yeah. Suited him. I was like... I was kind of. It was not. Wasn't what I was picturing. No. I thought he'd be wearing a mask for some reason. Well, I mean, there's been talk about him becoming Prince Mysterio. Yeah. And wearing a mask. It's a trademark they own now, right? Yeah, it is. So they filed for it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just thought. But honestly, ring gear was fine. Match was really good. Yeah. Um. He held his, his entrance own. music is good. I like that. I like his entrance music. Yeah. It's um. It like the match. Who'd itself... have thought Dominic Mysterio has better m- ring music than Keith Lee? <laughs> He does. Yeah. On his debut. On his debut. Oh, it's a shame. At least Keith Lee had good music. At I was one point. genuinely expecting Dominic Mysterio to have that kind of generic rock music as his theme music. I thought they would just give him something generic and yeah. just like Dominic Mysterio in like Times New Roman on the screen. <laughs> and then just rock, rock, rock. Rock, rock, rock. I, d- I didn't think he'd come out with ring gear either. And he was just wearing, and he'd be wearing just like jeans or something. I thought he'd wear jeans and like taped up fists. Yeah. I thought he'd have like a raw underground kind of vibe. Yes. But yeah, no, ring gear was great. Match was great. Seth Rollins, obviously. I'd love to see Dominic Mysterio in raw underground, by the way. Oh, it'd be amazing. Just watching it get beat up by a kendo stick again. <laughs> and, they, and then us being reminded that he still has no friends. Mm. Um, but you know, I, Seth Rollins proved that he can hold a match yeah. with anyone. Um, yeah, he, he can. Yeah. Um, moving on to Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton to retain the WWE title after a roll up after a 20 minute match. Thanks, sweet Christ, that he won. I mean, I'm I'm happy he won, but it's not over. That's the problem yeah, I've I got. Know. It's not over, and it's definitely clear from Raw that it's not over either. Yeah. Um, but going on, you know, we'll talk about the match that he's got to uh, pay back Randy Orton. But um, you know, it's not over yet. Yeah. Which is a shame because I'm sort of bored of Randy Orton and have been for about ten years. I know. The thing is, at least at this point, Keith Lee's been kind of thrown into the mix. So, yes. I mean, he could yeah. throw that whole Randy Orton thing off. But yeah, Randy Orton, as we speak, is still involved in mm. the title picture. Yeah. Joe, I'd love it is if Randy Orton finally beats Drew McIntyre and then Otis cashes in and wins. Oh, God. <laughs> with, with a roll-up. With a roll-up. <laughs> or just does the... Uh, the it's like a, a, a match where they've had several matches and then finally Randy wins. And they're both just like... He wins the match when they're both passed out and he just lays his arm over Drew McIntyre's chest. And it's just like one, two, three, and the match is over. And Randy's just still knocked down the floor. And Otis just comes running in, does the worm, and then does that big elbow, and then just pins him. One, two, three, goes, grabs the tile, and runs off. I when yeah. is because like when is he going to cash in? I think once people have sufficiently forgotten about Otis, I guess. 
I can't imagine him being a champion, but I guess at some point he will probably have to be. He may be. He may also lose his match. Oh, that Which be could sad. very well happen. He might cash in on Randy Orton, and Randy Orton's just like, RKO. I'm prepared for this. Yeah. RKO pins him on 2-3. They tend to come out of nowhere. And so it would be this big uh, letdown, because yeah. it would have been you know, months of people going, oh yeah, Owens has got the money in the bank. He's still got it. And right. he wins money in the bank, and it's like, oh my god, he's won it. Oh my god, he has won money in the bank. And then for it just to be like months and months, and then they go, Oh shit! Yeah, he's money in the bank winner. Oh yeah, have him cashing on Randy and get our code and lose. Let's get that off him. Money in the bank's around the corner. We're gonna have a. Is it gonna be a thing where he waits until the next year until we have another money in the bank? Love it if he does it at Money in the Bank next year. That'd be hilarious. Just have it completely. Literally, they have like the week before, and you have uh, Vince McMahon come out and basically go. I've got to speak to Otis. Otis, you are Mr. Money in the Bank, but you have not cashed in yet. Yeah. You have until Sunday night to cash in. You have literally hours. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it in before the match and the next Money in the Bank ladder match happens on Sunday. It'd be so funny. So he cashes in on the pre-show and loses. <laughs> yeah, or, or he forgets to cash in. And it he just, just forgets and it, it just runs null, out. It just null and void. Null and void. <laughs> someone else wins the belt. Someone else wins the, the briefcase and then they cash in that night and win. And yeah. Like, oh, Oh, you could have just done that. Because they've never <laughs> actually done that. But I've it's one of those things where you go, they've never done it, but they've never done it for a reason, because it'd be shit. It would be shit. Yeah. It's such a waste of a Money in the Bank briefcase. Such an Otis After briefcase. After a good match they had at Money in the Bank. For yeah, that. it's true. Um, the final match of the card was The Fiend defeated Braun Strowman and become a three-time world champion. Yes. And we've already talked about this and stuff, about the fact that... He it, might only have it for a week. He might only have it for a week, because... Uh, payback is coming. Well, we'll just go on to payback now because we, you know, we've already talked about those two. And yeah, we know all about that. We all know about that. Move on to payback. So payback has four matches confirmed so far, and so we'll go on to that first. Uh, well, there was Roman versus Bray versus Braun for the Universal Title. Yeah, in a triple threat, no holds barred match. But triple threat matches are no, are no DQ. So they're, they're no DQ by default. They're no DQ by default. So. I'm not sure why they need the feel the need to make it. Does this no mean holds barred? Does this mean they can do an illegal chokehold now? Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty sure they could have done. They that could anyway. have done that anyway. They're not going to get DQ'd, yeah. are they? Um, I don't know whether that means that maybe um, there's no because uh, it's not false count anywhere, is it? I was going to say maybe there'd be a yeah, difference no. with no rope breaks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no no other stipulation apart from it just being a normal triple. It's just no match. DQ. Yeah, which is what a, a triple threat match is anyway. But anyway, it's a triple threat match with uh, a name. I think it'd be a fun match, though. Yeah, it'd be fun, and it'd be nice to see Roman win the title. So yeah, it's looking very likely that Roman will win the belt. So yeah. Bray will have a week long reign. Yeah, <laughs> what a transitional champion <laughs> the Fiend is. Oh, I mean, it's the ultimate transitional champion that is. Yep. Fucking hell. Um, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Um, um, I think that will be a good match. Actually, I'll be surprised if Keith Lee loses. Yes. I'll be very surprised. Because, well, actually, I don't know, to be honest. Because he lost his first match, technically, because on Raw last night, Drew McIntyre caused the DQ, which meant that Randy won by DQ. I guess. So, but then I want Keith Lee to win, because I want Keith Lee to basically be shown to be this guy who's amazing. Yeah, I want them to kind of build it up almost like it's, oh, look, Randy Orton's not done with Drew McIntyre just yet. But then Keith Lee just 
comes beats, in, beats, beats him clean, beats him clean, and, he's and it's like, like, forget about Randy, forget about Randy. I'm it's the me. guy that is going to challenge you for the title. Yeah. And, Ra- and Drew will be like, yeah, I want you to challenge. And then me. Keith Lee's like, I'm here to get my retribution, and then all of them come out, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Keith Lee's group. Whoa. Um, <laughs> That's the music. It's the retribution theme. <gasps> that's what it is. They've retributioned his music. Yes. Um, that's what they'll blame it on when they change blame it back. It. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, sorry about last retribution week. Fucked re- with retribution it. were fucking with our yeah, you know, they music up, library. They, they picked up these guitars and instruments and just played this song. <laughs> they they switched the, the CD. They switched the, the VCR tapes. <laughs> that's the most evil thing they could do is just mix with a CD changer. Yeah. <laughs> the cassette tapes. Um... So yeah, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Uh, optimistic about that one. Yes. Uh, Lashley versus Apollo Crews. Feels like a match we've seen a hundred times. Yeah, I feel like I'm caring about it less than that. And don't give a fuck. Um, and Bailey and Sasha defend their titles, tag team titles, against Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. We both say that Baszler and Nia Jax are going to win this. I th- yeah, we both. I both. I think that anyway. I think that. I do. You know, you think it as well. Mm. Um. But I think the, how the match ends, I think, is how we both agree on it, which is that we yeah. think that Nia will basically abandon Shayna, but Shayna will still win. Yes. On her own, almost. So Shayna and Nia Jax end up being champions, but it's kind of just Shayna holding both belts. Yes. But it could as easily as that be that Nia walks out on Shayna and Shayna just loses. I mean, maybe. And Bailey and Sasha carry on giggling. And saying, ha, 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 we're the champions, we're the best, we're the top women in the... But they won only because Nia Jax walked out on Shayna. The only thing I could think of from that is that where would that go? I don't know where yeah. it goes, but I think it just leads to Shayna versus Nia at some point. I guess so. But And it seems like it's what they've been sort of setting up. I'd love it. And for if... them to randomly be put in a tag team to face uh, Bailey and Sasha just seems weird anyway. Yeah, it's true. I would love it, though, if it does lead to Shayna versus Nia Jax. Shayna during one of the, like during one of their matches together just decides, do you know what? I'm gonna surprise Nia Jax with a stiff punch to the fucking face. Yeah, just <laughs> see how she likes it. Yeah, see how she likes it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it'll be fine as a match, but Nia needs to be carried through all these matches. Yeah, so putting her in it a team. It feels like they've put her in a team just because she can't really do matches by herself without bloody hurting someone. She needs to take breaks so she can calm down. Yeah. We need to have someone safer, like an MMA fighter. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow someone who was taught professionally how to throw a punch can pull a punch much better than yes, she Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. It's been episode number 55. Um, had a good time this week. We've, we've had a lot to talk about. It's difficult it's, when there's three pay-per-views in a week. Yes, uh, so within a week of each other. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at CSWpod. And if you want to follow Ben on Twitter, it's Ring Review PW. Want to follow us on Instagram? It's C- uh, CS Wrestling. No, CSW Pod. I almost get in. Yeah, so Instagram. Close. It's CSW Pod, just yeah. like our Twitter page. Um, if you want to uh, listen back to any of the previous episodes, go to cswrestlingpodcast.com uh, or subscribe to us on Acast, Apple Podcasts, or any good podcasting apps. Damn shade. Yeah, damn shade at Spotify. Um, <laughs> Spotify is also a great <laughs> podcasting app. We would like to be on that, but we are not. We are not. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye.